Hey, that's nice. Here we go. Hey, girl. You just tuned into the Britney Smith podcast. You're tuned in because either you're an entrepreneur, a mama, or both. And sometimes you just need a minute to, well, just be. And on this show, you'll get a lovely mixture of business and branding genius, faith and motivation. And if you're a mama, you understand conversations. Because let's be honest, we are fabulously multifaceted and amazing. So thanks for popping by. I'm really glad you're here. Girl, let's get into it here on the Britney Smith Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Britney Smith Podcast. I am your host, Brittany N. Smith. And today we have a super special episode. We are bringing back the one and only Cassandra Burnett. And y'all, before I even get into any more of an introduction, uh, if you go back into the Britney Smith Podcast Greatest Hits Her episode, the episode that we did way back in season one, I think it was season one, is still the most listened to episode of all time of the history of the Britney Smith podcast. So she is back. So you're in for a treat and it's going to be an amazing, amazing time. We already kind of got started uh, before we hit record. So y'all getting overflow. Okay, you're getting the overflow. Um, But we have Cassandra Burnett of the Hey Girl Conference, which is coming up May 13th, 2023. And it is an entire vibe. You guys are going to hear me say that over the next couple of episodes. It is an entire vibe. It is love. It is sisterhood. It is friendship. It is empowerment. It is Jesus. It is all the things. Um, And so I'm so, so thrilled to have her here as my special guest today, Cassandra. How you doing? Hey, girl. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I am doing, was it just shy of excellent? Mm. Um, so, yes, I am doing great. Thank you for having me, Brittany and Smith. Um, thank you for that great introduction. I appreciate it. I'm so excited. I woke up this morning just full. Mm. You know that full that you get after <clears throat> you had a good hearty meal where you have to unbutton the top? Well, now oh. I'm smarter. I just wear the elastic waistband because I know what I'm about to do. It's about preparation. But yes, I just woke up so full of excitement and of purpose. Um, so I am excited what we're going to in- unleash, empower, and impart today. Very excited. Yes. Listen, so did y'all catch that? We are still in the introduction and sis is dropping nuggets talking about some preparation. I hope somebody caught that because that was for somebody. You need to prepare for the there. Okay. Mm-hmm. That you had to do. Right. Um, so yeah, no, listen, this is good. So Cassandra, today we're talking about elevating our circle. Um, specifically, you better elevate before you deflate. Okay. Mm-hmm. So explain to us when you say that, What do you mean by that? Because that can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So what do you mean by that? Yeah. So the crux of that phrase, elevate before you deflate, is really grounded in that we are not made to be adequate. I was not formed by my creator to be adequate. And Mm -hmm. I have limitless potential. And so that's the crux of it. And the reality is that we have to make sure it is our responsibility that we are surrounding ourselves with folks 
with environments that are there to elevate us. Because mm-hmm. if we don't, we will slowly deflate. And yeah. the best visual I can give you is um, almost like a slow leak right? in mm-hmm. your tire. Right. So you have a slow leak in your tire and you do all the things. Once you identify, it's a slow leak. So how you identify, it may be a slow hiss, like a, and you're like, what is that sound? Or it may be a visual observation when you go out and you see it's a little bit bubble to the left or to the right. You're like, okay, what's going on with you? Mm-hmm. Or it may be a bright yellow warning sign on your dashboard. So you identify that there's a slow leak. And then you do all the things to um, temporarily address it because you just need to get to the next, okay? I I can't even step back and take the big picture because I'm just so in getting to the next moment that um, I'm going to go get up every single morning and go to Wawa and put air in my tank. I'm doing all the things. I have a portable air pump in my trunk that I'm going to carry around with me just in case. I'm doing all the things, but I'm ignoring the fact that there's still a consistent, slow leak in my life. And until I directly address it, it's not going to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so again, that is looking around, taking stock of how you speak to yourself, how you treat yourself and who is around you, how they speak to you, how they treat you. Because if you don't take a good expansive view of who's around you and how you treat yourself, you are slowly leaking. You're slowly leaking all of your potential out. And, you know, you're doing these quick fixes. No, you need to directly address it. So that's a long way of answering what that statement means. You better elevate before you deflate. And in the words of our cultural beacon of wisdom, Sir Ice Cube, you better chickity check yourself. (laughs) Chickity check. (laughs) Don't just check yourself, but chickity check yourself. (laughs) Did did y'all hear what she just said? Like literally... We could drop the mic or knock it over because it ain't, I know, like, knock the mic over and call it a day. But how many of you can identify with the slow leak? How many of you? You probably hear the hiss. And that now that now that she's brought it to the forefront, you could probably hear the hiss right now. The the little air light in my car is on literally in real life. <laughs> it is on right now. And we have an I'll get to it attitude. We have an I, you know, the thing that I have to get to is more important than addressing it right now. I, I will get to it later. That's that's how we treat the slow leaks in our life until we find ourselves on the side of the road can't go nowhere because the the slow leak led to a flat tire mm. where we can't go on. Mm. And so what we do is in our dysfunction, in our superwomanness, in our whatever you want to call it, we have there's a lot of sisters on the side of the road right now because they didn't address the the leak. They didn't address the hiss. So so Cassandra, I want to talk about what causes the leaks in our lives? Like what are some of the things that we need to address, but we tend to leave unaddressed that can be considered a leak in our lives? Yeah. So I would say internally, it is that doubt. It is worry. It is anxiety. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have to call the things out that are in our lives and call them by their right name so that we can address them. Um, Externally, it is that person that is in your life that you know is not good for you but they've been around for so long. Mm -hmm. 
Or 10 years ago, they really helped me out. There's a season for everything. And maybe their season is up in your life, but you're still holding on. And as you're holding on to that, hmm, let's say negative anchor in your life, what is it doing for you, but pulling you down? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there are also environments that are holding us down and creating those leaks in our lives. Uh, because at the end of the day, and ladies, tell me if you feel this way, do you feel like you're becoming something and someone more? Because I'm becoming someone more. I'm very different than I was 10 years ago. I'm very different than I was even last week. And there are elements, let's call them elements because it could be people, places, or things. There are elements in our lives that can't appreciate the growth and the change that we've gone through. There are elements in our life that are hindrances to the growth and the change that we need to go through. There are elements in our lives that are jealous of the growth and the change that Mm. we have gone through. And so we need to clean house. I know you didn't ask me this. I know you asked me to identify those things. But once you identify them, you need to clean house. And again, it starts with me. You see, I said internally, it's the worry, it's the doubt, it's the shame, it's the hate, it's the anger. It's all of those things internally. And then you look externally. I can't save you if I can't save myself. Right. Right. What is it? What do they say when you're on an airplane? First, secure your mask before you try to save the person next to you. Mm -hmm. If you um, see someone drowning and you know you don't know how to swim, Brittany, you go jumping into the pool, the water, the, the whatever it is to save someone. Now, your intention of helping someone, of serving someone has now become a detriment to not only you, but to someone else. Okay, you're actually hurting someone else when you don't take care of self first. Okay, so those are some of the things internally and externally. And we just have to realize we have to clean house. And what I mean by that is we have to look at what do we need to do? I'm looking at right now, I'll tell you, you know, your listeners on how I speak to myself. Come on. Okay, Um, how I correct myself how I hold myself accountable and the voice I use to do those things. Because you know, you need to hold yourself accountable. We were talking about this before we started. You need that in your life. Absolutely. However, it's how you do it. And we can be the harshest. The What is it Ayala Van said? Calls it a low down, dirty gutter snipe to oneself. Okay. But we have to start with self. So I hope that answered the question. Yeah, no, you ain't never lied, okay? In terms of how we treat ourselves and we condition ourselves to expect less from ourselves. Um, it's it's really, it's cyclical and it's sick, right? Mm. Cyclical and it's sick. Um, and I love that you really put the ball in our own court, you know, because you're absolutely right. How can I help this sister over here, especially when we're dealing with the same issues, how can I help her and not help myself first? It's hypocritical, honestly, but you know why we do it? It's because it's easier for me to help you build your house. It's easier for me to help you pursue your vision than it is for me to do my own. Mm. When it's yours, 
you know, I, I want it to succeed, but if it doesn't, I can still put put it. Well, says, look, so sorry that your dream didn't come to pass. Like it, we don't have to take full ownership of it. Mm-hmm. But when it's our thing, when it's our health, when it's our family, when it's our marriage, when it's our business, when it's our vision, we have to take full responsibility when it doesn't go the way we planned it. Or when it does go the way we planned it, right? Like we have to take responsibility. And that's the part that we're like, I'm good. I'm going to just help her do hers. Yep. Meanwhile, like you said, limitless potential lies on the inside of you. And when we do not tap in and cash in on that limitless potential, that's still in a way causing it to be a detriment to other people because they need the potential that's on the inside of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And think about it when you elevate and you and I talked about this months ago of trying to get to our end. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because you ever um, see a sentence and it says, and so it begins dot, dot, dot. And then this happened dot, dot, dot. I am so much more. We're talking about limitless potential, right? We're talking about elevation, which is really just lifting up and pouring into. So I want to get to my end. And I know because I'm not made to be adequate, that my end is expansive. Mm. I know that to be true. So as I elevate, I'm walking proudly in my end. And I say it like this. I was thinking about this. What do I really mean by getting to my end? I want to live a soul-filled life. Mm. And what I mean by soul-filled is at any given moment, Brittany, you could look over at me any time of the day and I can say all is well with my soul. Mm, that's, that's what I mean by soul-filled life. All is well with my soul. I don't mean a money-filled life. I don't mean an accolade-filled life. I don't mean a titled-filled life or a material-filled life. I mean a soul-filled life. And when I live my soul-filled life, I want to live it consistently. And that is what I am reaching after. Because I have moments where all is well with my soul. And I can say that confidently with my chest out, like what? All is well with my soul right now. I do have those moments, but it's not consistent. We just want to be honest. We're going to be transparent. It's not consistent. And I know I'm a woman of faith. And I know be anxious for nothing, right? I understand that anxiety comes. It does. Right. No worry comes. It does. And so in this quest to elevate, in this quest to have my support system there for me as I elevate. And when I'm feeling, you know, less than or low or tired that they can pour into me, that really is a stepping stone to get to my end into that soul filled life. So what I hear you saying is that you can't get to your end alone. Mm -mm, mm -mm. You can't. That's what I hear you saying. And, And even when we talk about your community and your support system, sometimes, and we have to be humble in this, right? Sometimes it's going to require a passenger to say, hey, there's, I hear a hissing sound. Do you hear that? Sometimes it's going to require a a, a sister next to you to say, hey, um, do you see that little light blinking 
on the dashboard? How long has it been like that? You know, it's going to take a, a, a supporter to say, hey, you're leaning. <laughs> Do you, <laughs> they looking at you like this to try to, you know, fix the pers- perspective. And it's like, why, why are you leaning to the side like that? So sometimes, Cassandra, we are leaking air mm-hmm. and we don't even realize it. Mm-hmm which is why we need the right kind of people. I'm going to make up a word. We need elevative people. Okay. All right. All right. Around us. Okay. Somebody get Webster on the line. Um, <laughs> you need elevative people around you who can, who see you in your elevated state and therefore can differentiate when you are the elevated you versus the deflated you. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And how does that look? It looks different on different people. Because as you were talking, I, you know, I was like, I want to make sure the listeners understand that your slow leak can manifest in so many different ways. Your slow leak, well, I'll just talk about me. How about that? Let me not even try to say your or somebody else's. My slow leak manifested in a twitch in my eye. My eyes start twitching. Or um, a headache a nagging headache that just won't go away. My slow leak can be, uh, you know, bags under my eyes or that feeling of, I just slept for eight and a half hours and I am still exhausted. Mm. Okay. That slow leak could be, I'm driving and I smell something that reminds me of something and I'm in tears. Mm. The slow leak can be, um, yeah, I'm a woman that comes into the room and I can tilt the room, but on the inside, I'm shaking, I'm trembling. Those are my slow leaks. So it manifests very differently. So what is a slow leak for me may be something different from you, but also there may be a commonality. I see you shaking your head, Brittany, about the bags under the eyes. I'm like, chick. Check. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> Absolutely. It, and, and it's so true. And so ladies, what you're also hearing is that you have to know yourself mm. to thine own self be true. I know that I have a slow leak when I'm snappy at my kids and my husband, mm. when things that are not that big a deal, push me over the edge and I'm ready to fight somebody. Mm. That's a, that's a, when my slow leak is, is maybe it's not so slow by then, but yeah, that's when I know there's a leak in this old building and my, so, okay, sorry. I'm back. Oh, wait, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> um, but you know, another one is when I feel overwhelmed in my work. Um, and, and that's important because I am self-employed. So I dictate my workload. So when I feel overwhelmed in the workload that I created, that's how I know that something is off because I can control this. So why do I feel overwhelmed by it? That's how I know. Like you said, when I'm just, you know, the sun is shining and things ought to feel good, but there's a sadness that I can't shake. That's a leak, yeah. you know? And so, and when we, t- we were talking about this before we, before we hit record about the boundaries that you set for yourself and how you abuse and go and you break those boundaries, there's a leak happening. Mm-hmm. And so let's talk about as we're we're examining and identifying our leaks. One, you got to identify them, but let's talk about how we address the leak, right? Like I know you, you mentioned earlier the example of going to Wawa and filling up every day. So we're doing the things to kind of like patch it up and like, you know, uh, temporarily be relieved from it. But what about 
fixing the leak? What are, let, wait, let me back up. What are some reasons why we don't take the time to fix the leak? Like what keeps us from just taking the step and getting it fixed? So um, I'll speak for me, okay? So as um, someone who we both know, and maybe your mother, we are a sum total of our experiences, is mm-hmm. what she says. So I'll just share my experiences. So why I haven't addressed leaks in my life. Number one, um, I don't have the time to. My life is so full. I'm so busy. I don't have the time dedicated to really go in. And I'm a perfectionist. So when I do something, I'm going to do it the right way. And I'm going to dedicate the right amount of time. And if I don't have the right amount of time, it just ain't going to get done because I don't have step. I don't do anything less than by excellence. So that's me, number one. Okay. Number two, the fear, because that's what it is, that I won't recover Mm. emotionally from actually addressing directly the issue head on, okay? It is fear, okay? So that was for me. Number three, um, shame that I let myself get into a slow leak situation. How Mm -hmm. could you? You know better. You have a skill set to prevent this from happening. You have a support system around you that you chose not to utilize and you wanted to do it alone. So now I'm sitting with shame that has paralyzed me and I'm not addressing the slow leak. So those are just three. I could go on and on, but those are just three reasons why I have not addressed slow leaks in my life. That's huge. Those are three major ones. And I think when we all think about our slow leaks, those three are are in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that the slow leak and, and not addressing it, it's rooted in the fear. It's rooted in the pride that you mentioned. It's rooted in the shame that you mentioned. It's rooted in rejection. What are people going to say? You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm the one that has it all together. So when I show up to such and such and say, Hey, I'm falling apart. What are they going to think? What, what are they going to think when I say I can't make that event because I need a night off? What are they going to th- They're going to see that I'm human. Oh, no, we don't want that. Right. <laughs> it's, it's so true. And I know that I know that I know that our audience right now, that everybody can relate mm. because it's, it's, our, it's almost our plight as women. Right. Like because we're carrying so much. We've got so many hats on our head. And I feel like every hat has a potential slow leak attached to it. Mm, doesn't it? Doesn't Sometimes it? multiple. Yeah. And yeah. when you were describing the being exposed and being vulnerable is what I call it, that she ain't got it all together. She ain't perfect. She's not the one. It gave me a visual of, and this is just how my mind works, Brittany, of um, the Wicked Witch of the West and how she was melting and melting and melting. And she really started off good, right? And then life got to her and she turned callous, hard. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when we don't address those slow leaks, what do we do? We put up walls, we protect oh, ourselves, yeah. we don't let people in, we turn callous and cold and hard. Okay. So that was just a visual that just came to me as you yeah. were being exposed. And you know what's funny about that visual with the Wicked Witch? When it was water that made her like melt and everybody was so shocked because they like they didn't know that that water, the thing that brings life to everybody else, that it was that one thing that was going to send her over the edge. So everybody was like legit shocked. Like, (laughs) oh, 
that's it. That was the thing that was going to push you over the edge. And I feel like that's what happens for us. We're holding it together, holding it together, holding it together. And then somebody smiles at us the wrong way. And it's like, oh, we fall apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> It's the simplest things that push us over the edge when we don't address the, the slow leak. Um, so now that we've exposed why we don't address it, let's talk about some of the ways that we can address it because because we're really calling ourselves and you guys to the carpet on this. You cannot go through the rest of your 2023 um, patching up the leaks because the other thing that happens is you patch up this leak over here and that the, the pressure of the air has to go somewhere else. So then another leak springs over here. So now you, you're trying to hold your finger in these leaks. You run it out of fingers and toes. Then you ask such and such and such to come help you with your dysfunction. Hey, sis, can you hold this one? Hold that. Hold, hold your finger right here. Then you call your, your six-year-old. Sophia, come come put your finger right here and don't move until mommy tells you. So now you've brought your whole village into your dysfunction. Mm. Not, they don't even know that they're helping you plug leaks that really just need to be fixed. You need, mm. a, whole, you need a new tire, sis. You need to replace the tire. Okay. That's it. Like, and so I want us to talk about um, as we work through the fear. Let's 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 do it this way. Let's demystify those those reasons that we just came up with. Let's demystify the pride. Let's demystify the fear. Let's demystify the rejection. Um, I would I want to start with the pride because that's another thing that we kind of we learn it. <laughs> we learn to be strong. Don't let nobody see you cry. All those things. Um, and so, so the first thing I'll say about that, and then I'll let you let you say um, about pride is that everybody is human. We are all human. We all bleed the same kind of blood. We all go ouch when we scrape. And so for every everything, every time that you feel, what are they going to think? Or I can't let them see me this way. They see you anyway. As much as you think you're holding it together and people can't see that you're stressed out, they see it mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. So you need to let yourself off the hook mm-hmm. because you're all, you, they see you. Mm-hmm. And what I would say is, you got to say it, put words to it, say, I'm not okay. Okay. And if that is a challenge for you, and I'm not a mental health professional, I'm just talking about my life experience because it has been a challenge for me to say that I am not okay. Right. For me, what helped me was finding another person. For me, it was another woman who I held in high regard, who I saw a lot of me in them. And I confided in that person to say, I'm not okay. And to your point, Brittany, when I said that, they said, girl, I know. And Mm -hmm. I'm not okay either. These are parts of me that are not okay. And I'm like, you really going through that too? I would have never guessed it, you know? So say it out loud. Find your person. Find your person and say it out loud to start combating, to start, uh, to use your word, demystifying to start unraveling the pride hurdles in your life. That's so good. That's so good. Um, and I like that you talked about finding your person. Um, and in my circle, we call it your 911 person um, or your SOS person where you can legit text them SOS. And they just know, like, they just know, like, they know how to pray. Um, They know where you are. Like, they know what that means for you. And so it's super duper important that you do have somebody, even if it's just one person, even if it's your therapist. If you don't have a a person, 
get a professional. Okay. <laughs> Pay somebody to be your person. Amen. It makes a difference. It makes a difference to be able to say, I'm feeling depressed with my successful business, with yeah. my title and ministry, with my doing well marriage, with my healthy children. I feel depressed when my life looks like I should be happy with what I have and I should be content. I feel depressed. Yes. And they will say, it's okay. Let's talk about it. We don't want to talk about it, but that is the first step. I, I agree with you 1000%. Um, so as we're, as we're tearing down pride that you have to start by saying it out loud and sharing it with another human being that can share the load with you, period. Mm-hmm. And period. that's a full and complete sentence, period. Period. So the next one is fear. Fear. How do we work through fear? Um, the, the way that I like to look at it is scary isn't always bad. Mm. Scary is sometimes just different. And so the thing that you are fearful of, it's really because it's un, it's uncertain and it's un, um, it's new to you. It's different. You don't know what's on the other side of it. So that's why we're afraid of the healing because we don't know what's mm-hmm. on the other side of it and we can't control the outcome because it's unfamiliar to us. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what keeps us paused in our tracks because we're the ones directing and orchestrating and controlling and organizing. So when you say confront the thing, I'm afraid to confront the thing because I don't know what it's going to look like on the other side of that. You mentioned it earlier. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to feel. I don't know if I'm going to fall apart. I don't know if that's going to send me somewhere I don't want to go. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get back. Once I unpack this thing, I don't know if I'm going to be able to recover, you mentioned. Um, and so that's that's one thing I like to look at it as it doesn't have to be bad. It, you're just hesitating sometimes because it's unfamiliar. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I'll talk about fear in um, two ways. Number one, um, it is uncomfortable. Okay. So, you know, the phrase, you got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me, it is trying to mentally get myself prepared, almost like, you know, a pep talk, like this is going to hurt. This is going to be uncomfortable. But if I'm able to stay right here, if I'm able to do my work, my goodness, what is going to be on the other side of this thing? My goodness. If I could just stay right here. Um, and it's, that, is, it, that is challenging to be uncomfortable. And sometimes your uncomfort, this is not, all right, I tried it for an hour and I was uncomfortable and I stayed right there and it didn't work out for me. No, sometimes you got to stay there for a week, for weeks, for months. But again, I, I mean, I rely on my faith. I have a just a never ending safety net. So I know that I'm not going to fail, you know? Um, And that is helpful for me. For those that are women of faith, how many times have we been through situations and we haven't imploded? (laughs) We are still here (laughs) and we are still better for it. Right. So for me, for fear, it can be uncomfortable, but just staying right there and working through that discomfort, the reward on the end of that or on the other side of that 
it, it, it's like something that you couldn't even imagine. And then also for me with fear, I've learned that it's almost like I call them back sons in my life. Let me explain <laughs> the adventures of Winnie the Pooh. So there's the Winnie the Pooh story and movie about the back son. Okay. Um, and the back son throughout this whole movie is this creature that they've like built up. The back son is coming. The back son is coming. And so Winnie the Pooh and his friends, Donkey, Rabbit, Tigger, they're all preparing for the back son to come. The back son, the back son. It's a song about the back son and it's dark, shadowy figure. Um, <laughs> and at the end of the movie, you know what the back son was? It was one of the characters. I don't know if it was Winnie the Pooh. He was reading something. It was a sign that was left on the house from Christopher Robin. And he said, I will be back soon. <laughs> and they thought the back son, back soon, had gotten Christopher Robin. And they built this back soon up into this horrific creature entity that was going to consume them all and had taken Christopher Robin. And it was just, I'll be back soon. Misunderstanding. I feel like we have a lot of back soons in our <laughs> So good. Where we have built Ooh. this thing up where we are so feel fearful of it. We don't know how to deal with it. It's uncomfortable, but it's not real. And now don't get me wrong. There are definitely real fear, fears in this life, real trauma right. that we have to deal with. But I'm talking about those things that we have built up in our lives and we have given space in our life and we have allowed to control our lives and allowed this thing to make us feel unworthy, unsteady, um, uh, unstable in our lives. And it's just not real. It's It's so true. Um, and so when it is uncertain, we like to fill in the gaps to make ourselves feel better. And that's where the, the back sun comes from, right? Like we fill in the gaps, like, okay, I don't know how this job interview is going to go. Mm. And so now I'm fearful of not getting the job because I'm going to say something that I'm not supposed to say. And the person across the table from me is not going to like my shirt. And so they're not going to choose me and, and they're going to talk about it and they're, I'm going to get really close. But at the end of the day, they're going to choose somebody else over me because my hair wasn't right. Mm. Now, now, now we, you haven't even scheduled the date of the interview. And here you are playing this, making up this whole scenario of how it's going to play out. You are absolutely right. And the other thing that came to mind when you were talking about um, the discomfort is that in this season of our lives, we need to choose our temporary. Choose. Mm. Let that breathe, Brittany. Let it breathe. Say it again. In this season of your life, you need to choose your temporary. You can choose a temporary fix or you can choose temporary discomfort. Mm, mm. Either way, there's going to be action on the other side of it. Either you're going to be fixing it again or you're going to be celebrating the fact that you made it through. Come on. Come on. That I is a word. I feel right there. I don't know. <laughs> that is a word, ladies. That is a whole word. Please take your pen out. Develop a memo in your phone and write that down. You choose your temporary. Ooh, yes, Lord. Yeah, you have a choice. You have a choice. And so I want to tie this in a bow mm -hmm. with one, we have choices. 
And you have to make a choice to elevate. You have to make a choice to have elevative people. (laughs) It's a word now. Elevative people in your life. (laughs) You need to choose your temporary. Either way, there's going to be something on the other side of it. You get to choose which one you want. Mm-hmm. And I know I want I want the celebration that I made it through the season. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I want the joy. I want the confidence. I want the ease. I want that soul-filled life. I want that all is well life on that other side. Yes, 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 yes. And so ladies, listen, I know many of you are listening. You're at the edge of your seat like, yes, I can feel you saying yes, yes. Um, The vibe that you feel in this room right now, this is the Hey Girl Conference at its at its its most elemental level. <laughs> so Cassandra, tell us um, about the vision behind the Hey Girl Conference. Yeah, it was about creating the space that I organically had with my circle of friends. We call each other sister angel friends. We are each other's safe place. We are each other's cheerleaders. But with the full life, there are very few moments where we can just have that opportunity to be. And so we would get together for dinner. We would go to someone's house for two hours, maybe three hours, and then go off our separate ways into our work life, into our personal life, into, I don't know, mommy life, whatever the other parts and aspects of your life are. And there was a longing for that because we talk about, we go from chiggity check yourself or you wreck yourself to uh, all is well with my soul. Okay. We go through that pantheon, if you will. And so it was born out of necessity for us to have more of those opportunities because we need that. We need to unplug while we replenish. And so that is what the Hey Girl Conference is. It was born out of that need for women that live like me, look like me, experience like me, who have um, hurt like me, healed like me, all of the things like me and like you and I to have that space. So that is the Hey Girl Conference. It's all about women. All women are encouraged and invited to the Hey Girl Conference. And we are amplifying our women of color to have those spaces. And we talk about things from the mind, the body, and the soul. We hit it all. Okay, I'm so excited for what's to come. Our goal, excuse me, not goal, our uh, theme this year is going up and it's all rooted in elevation. It's not about superiority. It's not about, oh, I'm better than you. Look at me. No, 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 no. It's about the lifting up. It's about the pouring into us and each other intellectually, spiritually, morally, um, physically. It's about the pouring in. So we're going up this year. That is our theme. We are coming May 13th. As you said, that is the Saturday before Mother's Day. We are 100% in person in Philadelphia at a woman-owned space. It is a thing. It is a common thread for me. Um, it is called the Story Factory in Philadelphia, 1600 North 5th Street in Philly. We're going to have all women vendors. We are going to have a lineup of speakers that is going to set this world on fire. Namely, one of them is Brittany and Smith, you guys. Ooh. Um. <laughs> 
<laughs> and we're going to talk about so many things, so many crucial topics that we have dealt with, that we've seen other women deal with, that our mamas dealt with, that our grandmamas dealt with, and maybe dealt with silently, but we're going to put a voice to it. So we're going to talk about high functioning depression in women. We are going to talk about it. We are going to talk about how we need to grieve our former selves to be able to transcend and transform. But a lot of us are carrying around our hurt little girls and haven't grieved her, haven't held space for her. So we're going to talk about that. Um, We also have like a business suite. We're going to talk about when you are the brand, you know, Brittany Smith, Brittany and Smith is a whole brand, but how much do you give to your business? How much do you keep for yourself? Why is it necessary to keep some for yourself when you are the brand? That's right. That's right. You know? And we're going to have a live yoga flow. We're going to have live singing. Um, What else? We're going to have a live podcast. Uh Uh-oh, the Britney Smith podcast is going to be (laughs) a day, hey, girl, conference. I'll put an extra syllable in conference. Conference, yes. Yes. It's going to be crazy. (laughs) It's going to be crazy. And I mean, if you are not already at heygirlconference.com signing up right now, I have no idea what you're doing with your life. (laughs) Okay, because you need to be there and there there is a possibility that it will sell out. Mm-hmm. So you need to get your tickets now, not yeah. now, but now, um, because like I said, it it really is. You walk in and you feel the love like you walk in and it's one big hug that mm-hmm. you're walking into and you're just being hugged all day. And it's, it's an amazing feeling to be a part of, even just as an attendee, like I was like, oh, I could just, I could just sit down over here and just soak up this love. But, um, you know, to even be able to contribute to the conversation, it, it's, I'm honored. Um, and it's just going to be an amazing, amazing life changing experience. So you want to make sure that you go to HeyGirlConference.com, check the show notes. There's going to be a link listed there. I don't know if there's still space for vendors, but, you know, go to the website and there's going to be all the information that you would possibly need there on the website. Cassandra, parting words for our audience right now. Yes. So I wanted to say for Hey Girl Conference, we're on Facebook, Instagrams, you know, you got to put the S on the end of things. So Instagrams, <laughs> we are at Hey Girl Conference. Everything is Hey Girl Conference. Uh, we do have room for sponsors at this point. Um, and I do have a special code for the listeners of the Britney Smith podcast to receive $10 off in all Ooh. caps. Hey Girl Hey 2003. I love it. Code that you put in to get $10 off. So again, in all caps. Hey, girl, hey, 2023 to get $10 off of your ticket. Um, So, you know, parting words. Just remember that there is more for you. I know that you may be sitting here saying, yes, I want to elevate. I don't know how to elevate. And that's okay if you feel that way. But there is more out there for you. This is not it. For you, you do have limitless possibilities. And I would even say, I'm speaking to the woman that especially feels that she doesn't, that I've reached a certain uh, place in my life where I think I've done good, where I'm comfortable or I'm uncomfortable and I'm okay with being uncomfortable. There's more for you and you can elevate and you can get to your end. Just listen to us. I haven't always been this version of Cassandra that you're hearing right now. 
And I do want more and I know there's more and I know there's more for you. So I hope this encourages you to get to your end, your expansive end. I love it. I'm encouraged. I'm full from this conversation. Um, So Cassandra, thank you so much for gracing this space with your presence and your insight and your energy. Okay. All of it, all the things that you brought to this space. We are grateful for it. Um, Ladies, thank you guys for listening. I know that you got something from this. I know that you have been strengthened to carry on another day or three or 20 or a lot, (laughs) Uh, but keep listening listening because the next couple of episodes um, and the ones previous to this one, we have speakers from the Hey Girl Conference sharing their stories, sharing their expertise, sharing their perspective, um, powerful powerhouse women. And so I know that this couple of episodes, this run of episodes is really going to bless your life. So continue to listen and I will see you next week on the Brittany Smith podcast. Bye. Thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to leave a comment and then share this episode with another amazing lady who needs to hear today's show. Yes, girl, I'm serious. Just send her the link and say, girl, listen to this. Want to hang out with me every day? Head over to Facebook and join the Female Coaches, Consultants, and Content Creators group on Facebook. Or you can join my mailing list in the links below this episode. Girl, I enjoyed our conversation. Stay amazing and remember, you are loved, you are needed, and nobody, I repeat, nobody can do what you do the way you do it. See you next time on the Britney Smith Podcast.